I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today. Allison, it's about. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, I'm sorry. We do have to. But this one was very bad about things that I hate. Yeah, it was not. It was not pleasant to watch. It wasn't. Hey, it wasn't pleasant to watch. It wasn't a romp. It was. <laughs> it was fully not a romp. No, I hated it. Yeah, it was. It was hard to get through. Allison, this is season seven, episode seven. You know the lucky seven we have going on. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read the descriptiono? I would love to do that for you. For you? I would Me? love to. For Excellent. you? Mm, for my friend? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> season seven, episode seven, Orison. Five years have passed since Skelly escaped from Donnie Faster, an obsessed death fetishist. When Reverend uh. Orison helps the madman escape from prison, he immediately turns to the one that got away, dot, 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 Skelly. Uh, do we Guess have what, to? friends? God. <laughs> we, well, you know what? There's no rule on how much we have to talk about it. That is true. We don't actually have to talk about the X-Files because this is a podcast that we sometimes talk about the X-Files. Yeah, and sometimes there's no real measure of how much that has to be. <laughs> Frankly, in the last couple of episodes, we don't really talk about the X-Files. How much is in a sometimes? No one is really complaining either. No one's saying anything at all. No. <laughs> and that's how we like it. Except for uh-huh. that one person who did send us fan fiction. You guys got to hold tight because at the end of this episode, we are going to do a fan fiction corner. We're settling in to fan fiction mm. corner. Good. My boner is ready. But mm, right now, too. <laughs> right now, it's tucked up in the waistband because let's talk about Orson. Okay. Corny, Christianity yes. is horny. <laughs> Did you feel Jesus? It's just like, it's like innately horny. Is it? How so? I feel like Christianity is like, besides maybe the Church of Mormon is the horniest religion. Well, the Church of Mormon have them like sweet, super cool underpants. Yeah, but they're also like, oh, I gotta have like a lot of wives. Yeah, right? So. Mm. That's horny. But yep, Christianity horny. is horny because we're in this prison and yes. all of these prisoners are listening to this reverend and he just like... Everything he does is, like, really raw and sexual. Um, like, he's getting them to stomp their feet, and they're working up a lather, and then he's flicking them with water, which yeah, is, they like, are. God's cum, I guess. <laughs> I've seen that in a porn, too. Just, like, cold, icy, cold water on someone's mm-hmm. back. Yes. Yeah, it's it, just, like, it has a real horny energy about it. <laughs> We're horned up for Jesus. And they just try, like, that's the other thing, is that they try so hard to deny that it's horny in any way, and they, you know, reject the horniness with their Catholic guilt, that it's just like, why, come on. Maybe that's... You're protesting. 
maybe that's it. Like, maybe that's why people get into religion, Allison. Because it's horny. I think we cracked it. <laughs> yep, we did it. We nailed it. Oh, my but, God. Well, not all religion, though. I'm just saying Christianity is no, particularly Christianity. horny. Now, how about Catholicism? Oh, it's like the horniest but the most <laughs> mad about it. They're so mad about being so horny. Exactly. And then, oh. you know, uh, that's what I assume the schism was between Protestants and Catholics was like, well, we're not that mad that we're horny, so yeah. we're just going to go do our own thing. And then Catholics are like, oh, we're so horny, we're going to punish ourselves for it. Now we're mad that we're horny, and we're mad that you're horny and you're not mad about it. (laughs) And Judaism is, we're horny, but we're kind of sorry about it. (laughs) We get it. I'm so glad we've cracked this wide open. I think we do need to go... um, on a tour of all the universities that are Catholic and and take our speech to the streets. Yeah. I think you're right. It would end in an orgy. Yeah. I mean, offs, but we don't have to participate. We do. And we won't, frankly. (laughs) No, no. We're going to like take the the little crackers. We're going to drink some (laughs) juice and we're going to take right off. We're going to cast off the shackles of religion and just let everyone fuck and not be so, but, or use the anger to, to, to get real, real worked up about it. Uh-huh. But like, really, if, if you think about it, is there anything hornier than being like, I'm going to eat this little cracker because it's a little <laughs> bit of your body. Yeah. Oh. And I'm oh, going to drink this little cup of juice because it's a little bit of your blood. Oh, your body's so flaky and buttery. And Jesus <laughs> is so buff. Now, Allison, let's let's go. You know what? It's been a while <laughs> since we've gotten into our Patton and Allison and Courtney money-making schemes. Let's yeah. Let's do this. Mukbang, but religious-based. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> we... We get a super good mic, you know, the one with the, like, the little ear around it, so it, mm. it sounds like it's surround sound. We eat of the crackers. We drink of the wine. What else do religious people eat? Oh, we could do, like, a Hanukkah special? <laughs> yeah. Eat, fry up some latkes? For yeah. sure. Yes. Ugh. Money-making opportunity. Hell yeah. That will get them fucking and not so angry. (laughs) I don't know if they're ever not going to be angry about how horny they are. Bring peace to the world, you and I, through religious mukbang. (laughs) (laughs) That's the key to peace is to just be horny and not be angry. Yeah, I get it. I feel it. How about just also be not so tired all the time? God, that would be so nice. That would be nice, too. Let's let's find a cure for that. <laughs> That's for our church, our personal Al- church. <laughs> Allison, how long did it take you to recognize our um, past companion here? Oh, I did recognize him instantly. I was, but did well, you? I didn't remember what episode he was from or anything. I was just like, "That's a I don't care for this boy." <laughs> That's a face. That's a face and a half. I remember this face and not liking it. (laughs) Did you have suddenly like a real bitter taste in your mouth? Yes, absolutely. I was like, he did something nasty and I know it. (laughs) 
he 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 uh, ate up those little piggies and fucked some dead things for he sure. Fucking, yeah, he devoured those piggies. Uh, do you remember his name? Donnie Faster. Don- I want always want to say Fassbender, and that's not correct. No, Michael <laughs> would be upset. Now he, as a review, I didn't look up anything about him. He was the serial killer. And he was in an episode, gosh, like season three? Season two. Season two? Yeah. Allison, why? Why would they do this? I don't know. He was in an episode called Irresistible. That's right. That's right. All the way back from season two. Is it just that they needed a character in a hurry? Uh, I don't know. I think there was, you know what? I think it was probably like someone remembered this character and was like, "Mm, you know who we need to explore more? That guy. Because, and it took me a while to remember this, he was a bat demon at the end. Yeah. He turned into like a weird demon. Yeah. And that was never explained and it's still never explained for this one. It was weird. No. He was a Satan man. It seems like these were two different episodes that kind of conjoined in a dysfunctional mess. You mean the previous one, like the one that he was in before in this one, or? I'm at the beginning of this episode and the end of this episode. Oh, (laughs) Because you have have this idea of this uh, preacher, whose last name is Orson, the titular Orson, if I will, (laughs) <laughs> and and the posit on him is he has some sort of supernatural god powers because he's yeah. got a hole. Oh, in you're his head. right. There was a weird split in here. And then and then he died. Spoilers. And then suddenly we're on this 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 ride with Corpse Man. Yeah, and his like need for skulls. Revenge. Yeah. So I it was weird. It was as if like. You got peanut butter in my jam. You got jam in my peanut butter. Let's, <laughs> let's put them together and make a sandwich. But it tastes bad, Allison. You got your supernatural spook-em-ups in my Scully Catholicism plot. <laughs> you got my preacher in my Scully murder plot. Let's just put them together. Did that seem weird to you? Dysfunctional? It did seem weird, yeah. yeah. Now that you mention it, it did seem weird. So we let's let's go through the highlights because I do want to get to this weird dysfunction writer because I want to pick your brain about like how how honestly to make this I well I mean we know how to make this better is it just doesn't exist but yeah but I have some the, thoughts as well to share so okay great let's let's do a highlight reel okay let's do a highlight reel so there- the first <laughs> highlight reel is the man cutting his fingers off Yes, one of the prisoners in the prison, he is working in the machine shop, and he cut all his fingers right off. Oopsies. Uh, pop, 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 pop. And then everyone panics, and then um, very slowly, Donnie walks himself straight out the jail. Yeah, and we go to Scully waking up, and it's six, six, six o'clock in the morning, Allison. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. the sex numbers. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You're thinking of 6969. Allison, it's the sex numbers for your thruple. Oh, when you all just spoon? <laughs> you do, You just all spoon. You make a little Subway sandwich with your body. That's my 
It's honestly my favorite sex move is the spoon. Is the the subway thruple? Yeah, it's like you're not, there's no intercourse. No. But you just kind of feel, you know, sometimes depending on who your partner is, you just feel something back there. You do. It's like, it's a wrestling. And it's like, okay, come on in, partner. (laughs) Rest between my supple cheeks. (laughs) Yeah, so Skelly wakes up and it's the sex number. And it took me a while to figure out that actually wasn't a real time. Yeah, it took me a second, too. Like, oh, it's dang the military clock that I could never figure out. Even then. But I guess this is, like, another religious, like, devil thing. Like, hey, Skelly, the devil coming. He coming. He's like Omar from The Wire. (laughs) So I, I now clue in to who this the killer is the the, mm-hmm. the corpse fucker because they tell um, you in the show because they tell you because they open up it's as if the show knows that this man was introduced i don't know a couple seasons back and they realized that their audience back then isn't necessarily their audience now mm. um and so they have to re-explain it <laughs> yeah is it like do you think they just think that well, it's been season. We're on season seven. We can just reuse ideas. Probably, I think that's part of it. <laughs> Look back in the old Walt Disney Vault and see what you can pop out. <laughs> oh, like what we have going on with like like the Dumbo thing. They just knew that no one remembers Dumbo. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's get a big elephant out here. <laughs> no, it's a little that elephant. Movie. It he's is. A, a li- he's just tiny. He is a little elephant, but he got them big ears, Allison. And he's got a big heart. And a does he actually big that... dick? Oh, he's a baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Allison. He's a 200 pound baby, and that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, come fight me. <laughs> um. This is also the time where I realized I was going to make this is a poor man Scott Wilson joke, but then I realized the actor who plays Orson is Scott Wilson. (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Well, there you go. He, uh, and his Herschel days, he looks like he did not age. Like, yeah, oh my god, Herschel. He's a forever old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, forever old. Yeah, like. It's like forever young. (laughs) <laughs> but not a song. It's the sequel. It is actually a song. Brian Adams did it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be forever old. <laughs> and he's singing it about um, Scott Wilson because Scott Wilson plays this uh, preacher Orson. And his whole thing is that uh, Donnie is escaping because God wants him to. Yeah. It's a bigger picture thing. Now, does that line run through to the end? Is it that God wants Scully to kill this man? Is that what is going on? Maybe. But also it's like basically the way we're introduced to the through line is that like first we're like, okay, God wants 
the preacher to set him free. And then the midpoint is, oh, God wants the preacher to set him free because the preacher's going to kill him to make up for his own sins. And then, yeah, yeah, by the time we get to the end, it's like, well, the preacher dies. So (laughs) oops, what did God really want? No one can tell. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe it's like, I yeah. don't know what God wants. He's just horned Cause up. Because at, <laughs> at the end, she's like, maybe it was God or the devil working inside of me. Oh. It's so horny. It's <laughs> When a religious figure is working through you, that means they're working inside of you. Uh-huh. Hopefully it's consensual. But ideally. Ideally. But if there is an entity inside of you, they all up in your guts, Allison. They're in your guts. They're in there. And and frankly, that is the most sexual place to be inside. Up in of your you. guts. Right? Yeah, up in them guts. Like the ultimate orifice. <laughs> Are your guts or your ultimate orifice? Yeah, because it's the forbidden one. You can't get in there easily. No. You, no. you know, the, it's like the belly button is there to give you an idea that maybe one could get inside. But this passage is blocked, my friend. Allison, I, the number of times I've tried to stick my finger inside my belly button, root it around in there, and find a way up inside my guts is innumerable. You would reach, yeah, masturbatory <laughs> enlightenment if you were able to. <laughs> could you imagine being up in your own guts? Now, what stops me is, frankly, the smell. Yeah, that's a big part of it. <laughs> why does... Hey, Allison, why do belly buttons smell like asshole? That's a very good question. <laughs> it certainly but, doesn't have the same flow of goods. No. Um, or bads. But... It's just... It's just... It's always kind of... It's rank. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a little enclosed space. It's got all these crevices. I feel like it's like... Because that used to be your old mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and your old butthole. It was both. It was your old cloaca. So I figured that's like the ghost of meals past. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. I just like the fact that we have an old mouth in my tummy. I mean, it makes us seem like magical creatures. And we are magical creatures. <laughs> okay. So... Let's talk about this radio thing, this radio song. Yeah, it was giving me real Far Cry 5 vibes. Was it? Yeah, because it's like in Far Cry 5, whenever you go to uh, a place where the enemy is that you're trying to take them down, they have like big speakers that are playing this like prayer music. And the first couple times we heard the songs out of the speakers in the jail, because Skelly's in the jail with Mulder investigating and she hears this song coming out of the speakers. Yeah, and the first it, couple times it had that like tinny quality that just really reminded oh, me of Far Cry 5. Yeah. It was, I looked it up, it was Don't Look Any Further by Dennis Edwards. Never heard it until now. Exactly. It, it wasn't a great like pull, I guess. I guess someone knew the song and they're like, yep, this is it. Uh, I think they should have gone with uh, Always Feel Like Somebody's Watching Me. Oh, I feel like they should have gone with Spirit in the Sky. Oh, fuck yeah, that would have been right. Dope. <laughs> That would have been so good. Spirit in the Sky is one of those songs that pook me so hard every time because it slaps so hard, but it's about Jesus. Yeah, I'm like thinking about it and dancing in my chair. Right? Also, 
I remember it. I believe the first time I heard it not on my dad's radio was during a Tim Allen, Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. And I think a lot about that scene. Was it Man of the House? Uh, I for, You know what? I think it was. It was when they were trying to make it rain. And it mm, was very yeah. inappropriate because they had, you know, indigenous headdresses and Pre- such. Pretty racist. Yup. Yeah. And they also were used that song and we're talking about Jesus. So there was a lot of mixed messages going on. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I do think about that song a lot, and I, it fucking slaps, and no one can tell me any different. No, it's true. It does. Oh. It does. It is the slap. So, um, Scott Wilson, he got too much blood in his brain. Yes. <laughs> and that's why he have uh, superpowers. Yeah, so Mulder and Skelly find this out from uh, basically Donnie escapes. He goes to a train station. He uh, hits on a woman and then she inexplicably goes with him in his car, uh, which he uses to run over uh, Scott Wilson, Wilson, who I continue wanting to call Roy Orbison. Well, Um, that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Runs him right over. And then Mulder and Skelly look at his brain and Mulder's like, oh, I'll tell you how he's hearing from God. His brain got too much blood in it. It got, got a hole, and that gives a little satellite dish right to God. Yep. He goes on to talk about, like, oh, people used to put holes in their brain for this purpose oh. so they could use more than 10% of their brain power. And it's like, that's not what trepanation was for. No. You rube. <laughs> I got to saw, I went to the International Surgery Hall of Fame in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole trepanning um, exhibit with, like, skulls and stuff. And they had a video of a contemporary um, surgeon, like, I don't know, the last 20 years, who actually did a trepanning, a live trepanning, like, surgery with um, original ancient tools. It was... That's really cool. Super cool. Um, but it's... De- hey, Mulder is definitely not about what you thought it was about. Yeah, it's not about whatever shit you're talking about. It has a history of weird, like, how people dealt with mental illnesses way, way back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That was gross. And also, like, people kind of knew, like, hey, you got a lot of blood going on because you hurt yourself. Let's let all the blood out. And, like, release the pressure and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, there was a spiritual quality to the the practice of trepanation back in the past, but that's because a lot of our understanding of how the body worked was based in spiritualism. And, and I just, I just, I hate it when Mulder, when they add this like kind of cool fact about like our weird history and trepanning is this weird kind of medical history that everyone's kind of in awe over. And then Mulder just does this like fact that he says about what this weird thing is about. And it's not, it doesn't hit it. Like it doesn't teach anything. And I thought, yeah. if if X- the X-Files were to have any redeeming quality, it is to inform the public of these kind of weird historical or cryptozoological things, but they never get it right. And it drives me up the No, he just pipes up, up with some wall. absolute dog shit. And then it's like, come on. Because you know the writers researched about this because they, they added it in the script. Yeah. But they chose to 
kind of attune it to what they needed him to think and say so it better melds with what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh. So next on our highlight reel. Yep. Uh, Donnie ditches his car and he goes sure to Equality, Illinois. Okay. Um, and he goes to Roy Orbison's house um, <laughs> where he... Um, uh, orders a uh, or requests a sex worker. Yes, with red hair uh, um, from Tip Top Gentleman Services. Yes, which to me is not the name of a, of a, a primarily hetero call service, but no. Nope. <laughs> she <laughs> was you the, do you. She was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> There's two call services in town. There's yep. Tip Top and Billy's Bottoms. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> At this point, I am asking myself, why choose, why kind of pluck this character from season two and put him in an episode of season seven? Is it literally just to kill more sex workers? Is that it? Or just to terror, like both to kill more sex workers and to terrorize Scully more. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what we're playing at? Well, yeah, I mean, I assume part of it was wanting to tell a story about Scully's, you know, Christianity and and all the stuff that comes along with it. Because they really only talk about her faith in the context of her being kidnapped. Which is Or having children. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Awesome. Cool. Now, this sex Um, worker, I do cheer on. She's amazing. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. She is all business, and she gets weird vibes off of him, and... She is asked to take a bath and she he brings out all these shampoos and she says, look, if you're going to be weird about this, I'm just going to leave. And then yeah. he snatches her wig and then she fucking smashes a candle up in his face. Yeah, she was very badass and cool. This scene um, was, and I don't use this word lightly, a little triggering. yeah. Uh, just because of the way that, you know, he, he he accuses her of not being a real redhead and takes her wig and he says, you lied to me. Uh-huh. Um, and there's just such an echo of, like, issues that trans women face every day and, um, gross. and all trans people in general. And it just, to, like, was like a gut punch watching it. It's, it's weird. Um, again, and this goes back to, you know using this character and choosing to use this character because it in this way because but way back in season two people had problems with this yeah like this wasn't like oh in the 90s it was fine and doing things like this and using his lines like that um making him attack more sex workers making him attack scully uh is it's almost as if the X-Files, I felt like they did this to bring shock back into the X-Files. Well, what's interesting is, and I don't remember if we talked about this when we covered the episode in season two, but originally uh, Chris Carter wanted that episode to be that Donnie Foster was a necrophiliac. Yeah. And Fox said, no, you cannot do that. You cannot have him have sex with dead women or sexually objectify dead women. Um, but interesting that live women, soup's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Doing that to sex workers is super That's actually super fine. fine if they're alive is 
pretty cool by us, Fox Television. Hey, now it's owned by Disney, so... Cool! You know. (laughs) Um, It's just, it, it, it echoes, again, the choices that the X-Files writers make. And I feel like maybe they were losing an audience at this point, so they decided... Maybe let's bring back this shocking character and let's, yeah. and let's kind of play cat and mouse with Scully again because everyone loves Scully. So let's tug at some heartstrings. Yeah. It was like, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned how you, how it made you feel with some, um, with that scene. What I was feeling was, uh, upset because of how manipulative I knew the writers were being. Yeah, and totally. That, that sucks. <laughs> that really does suck. Um, let's uh, let's talk about uh, this guy being a bat. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Roy Orbison comes in. He cocks his gun, and Donnie turns around, and I think, well, if you had cocked it earlier, you wouldn't have lost your surprise round. <laughs> yep. But um, he doesn't shoot him anyways. He just takes him out to a hill, and he digs a hole, and he's trying to get him to repent, and Donnie starts crying for. I'm reasons that seem really I don't know it was weird for him to cry even if he was was. faking it yeah because it was just it didn't match up with his character yes um and then he turns into a big satan anyways so yep (laughs) and then uh Scott Wilson died Scott Wilson died and then uh Mulder and Skelly came and they're like hey he died uh I guess our job is done and nobody decided it would be a good idea to put Scully under protective custody Nope, not at all. And this even is, though this again, guy's loose and, and he been at you before. The whole through line with this too much blood in his brain and, and acts of God is like it almost disappears at this point. Oh, it's Dunzo, because he's Dunzo. Yeah. I just And all that really matters is getting down to the meat of torturing Scully. It's weird. It's weird it's a weird path to take, but you know what? Mm-hmm. We've been down this path before, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and I'm sure we will be again. Yes. Um. Let's talk. I actually want to talk about um another scene that kind of made me feel gross is okay. when uh uh Donnie comes and starts attacking Scully. He's in her apartment and grabs her and says something weird about her nails, and she's mm-hmm. being attacked and abused, and then the we get a shot of Mulder brushing his teeth. Yeah, because the I mean, I think the reasoning for that shot was that he so the one of the marshals had left a message on his machine yes. saying, "Oh, you know, this guy attacked um attacked a, a a sex worker and then got upset because her hair wasn't naturally red. Um does that mean anything to you?" But Mulder missed the message and then didn't check it until he was brushing his teeth. It's this weird juxtaposition of the treatment of Scully and Mulder. Yeah, absolutely. Of like, here she is being, like, fighting for her life. Yes. Um, and Mulder is, oh, I'm just brushing my teeth. I'm gonna, I'm a little worried about Scully, but I'm, it's probably fine. Yeah. And it's, it echoes of, like, what real life is like for a lot of non-cis male people. Of being yeah. scared and abused and then having so-called, like, friends or allies kind of just like, oh, I don't have to be worried about this every day. I don't have to be worried about being killed. I don't have to be worried about being abused. And that, it 
was it was real gross. Yeah, especially coming off uh, the other the other sections too, for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's finish up this fucker. Okay. Um. So he does his routine, Donnie Faster. He, he fills a bath. He sets out all of these candles that he. I don't know where he got them because he couldn't have possibly brought them with him. And uh, I don't know that Skelly's that much of a Yankee candle addict, but it's very confusing to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, he sets the gets the bath going, and Skelly is hiding in the closet, um, and starts wriggling her way across the floor to get to her gun. Uh, and then Mulder comes in and holds the gun up to Donnie's head, and Skelly comes in, and then well, Donnie is she's not in any direct danger from Donnie. Yeah, uh, because he's got a gun to his head. She kills him, and a light explodes. And Mulder is—it's it, a weird scene because they've dropped down all the sound except for this song that's been a through line through the episode. Yes, yeah. Um, but Skelly kills him, and then she, in the last, in the final scene, is clearly feeling bad about this, is feeling guilty for having killed a man, which is um, gross. But okay. yeah, and then sure. Mulder says, "You don't need to feel guilty." I don't. You can't I judge never. yourself. I never feel uh, guilty about. I never what I feel do. guilty ab- about the teens that I kill. It's fine. I've killed um, a child. <laughs> <laughs> and the the weird thing about okay, uh, the one thing that I want to talk about with Donnie Faster as a character, sure. Um, and I don't. I'm gonna try to get somewhere with this, but if I don't get there, let's forgive do me. it. Let's go um, on the ride. It is interesting to me that, and weird, that with these serial killers that have these, like, weird, quote-unquote, perversions of, like, oh fingers and hair and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're never shown actually being, they never show any signs of actually being sexually aroused. No, it's just fingers and toes. Well- yeah. And what's interesting to me is that it's... It's this, like, plausible deniability of this male character. You know, he's doing something that obviously is meant to be sexually arousing for him, but he's not visibly showing any arousal, like, even in facial features or anything like that. Um, uh, But then, also, when you're on the flip side of that, it's like, oh, well, he was just a sex fiend, you know? That's yeah. that he's a bad guy because he's a sex fiend. Yeah. But then at okay. the same time, in the depiction of these characters, we're never actually showing that aspect of it. Do you think they just they can't show it? They can only just say it. Is that it? Like the just the sensory, the censoring of what they can allow on network tele- television. But I'm not saying like you have to show a boner, right? Like yeah. there are oh, lots no, no, of no. ways to be visibly sexually aroused. No. Oh, for sure. But even even that, like, do. Even, like, a licking of the lips or a, a panting yeah. or, a, like, is that something that the censors would hit the button for? But in that case, I mean, that just then plays into this whole horrible issue of, oh, torture and death is fine. Oh, yeah. But it's not fine to show sex. For But then sure. at the same time, it's like, oh, well, he's a bad guy because he's a sex fiend. I'm just glad it's- that this wasn't an HBO show. <laughs> Yeah, it's just to me, it's such a bizarre dichotomy that I don't understand. And we'll never understand it. Yeah. Because it will always happen that way. <laughs> because we can we can kill a woman on TV, but Lord help us if we show her nipples. Yep, can't do it, can't be done. Can't do it. That's illegal. <laughs> You'll go to nipple jail. 
<laughs> Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will have a nap. Five is I'll never sleep again. Hi, God. I... This was an an unmemorable episode, but it made me upset. Yeah. Just the use, the cho- the choosing of this old character. I'm going to give this a two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I rate on a rage scale. It goes from 10, which is a great episode. No, one, which is a great episode that I loved. Um... All the way to My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. I'm going to give this a 10. Wow. Found it pretty irredeemable. Yep. Um, And it not, there wasn't anything particularly interesting about it outside of how outrageously offensive I found it. <laughs> That's high up there. That's pretty high up there. And we hated it. Mm-hmm. You know what we don't hate, Allison? What? Uh, All the podcasts on the Major Cast Network. No, we love all the podcasts on the Major Cast Network. We think they're very good. One would say we opposite hate them. One (laughs) could say that (laughs) if one wanted to. (laughs) What is your your favorite podcast on the Major Cast Network? Ooh, it's hard. It's really hard to choose. And, you know, the other hosts are going to listen to this and then they're going to get mad if I don't choose them. You know what? So I I'll want just... them to fight for our, our love, actually. Um, that would be nice. <laughs> that would. You know what? Actually, that would be nice. Let's, let's, get the, let's just play favorites and have them fawn over us. <laughs> Time for a fucking a royal a rumble. You know what? You know what? I'll say it. This is my favorite podcast on the major cast network. This one. Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie. And I'm Lenny. And together we host the Filmographers. Every month we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes the first week of every month. There. Yeah, that's a banger, actually. All your other podcasts from the Major Cast Network, it's t- time to pay the piper. <laughs> yeah, step it the fuck up. <laughs> uh, while we are on the subject of the Major Cast Network, yeah. um, the Major Cast Network has a Patreon now. We do. Yeah, we do. So if you go to www.patreon.com slash majorcasts, you can um, support us. There's three tiers. Uh, there are no perks as of yet. Because we just need your support. We just need your um, support. Just please, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna help all of the shows on the Major Cast Network. Um, just you know, take care of some of the fees that we incur every month and um, help make our shows better. Yeah. Uh, so if you like have a you know subscription to Netflix or Hulu, and but you download this podcast every day or a couple or every day. Oh, not every day, every <laughs> week. Um, and or any other ones from the Major Cast Network, you can just throw in a buck. That's your subscription fee. Buck a month. Yeah, that'd be awesome. A buck would be fucking beautiful, friends. What, what's the um, website for that one? It's www.patreon/majorcasts. Yeah. Now, Allison, I think it's time. For our new segment, the Fan Fiction Fuck Corner. <laughs> you really threw that one word in there. <laughs> yeah, I love alliteration. 
Um, well, this is going to make this fun because what I wanted to ask you before we get into the corner, before we settle into the corner, okay, I need you to describe the corner to me because I need to oh. get out of this headspace from this episode. Okay, so, um, I think it is a nook. Mm. So it's got bench seating, Ooh. and it's got. But it's got one of those things that everyone had in the 80s and 90s of, like, this foam pad with, like, vinyl um, covering, like, obviously there's storage underneath this nook. You have to cover it. So you got that. But the pillows are many. Oh, excellent. Excellent. It does look out on a window. We can see outside, but we do have some uh, courtesy curtains that we can, when things are getting freaky, we can fold those down. Do we have uh, snacks in the the, uh, fanfiction fuck corner? The snacks are what we store underneath the nook. So you have to actually take off all the pillows, take off that pad, and you open it up and there's all your snacks and a cooler. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? That's beautiful. It feels like camping. Right? I know. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Because <laughs> you know what? You don't want to... When you go to a fan fiction fuck corner, you don't want to make a mess in your own house. Go take it outside. And I, I assume the covering of this, like you said, it's like a plastic vinyl covering so yes. it can be easily wiped down. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, that is necessary. Because we are going to make a snail trail. Oh, it's going to get <laughs> wet and wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this, this is our first, I, and we're celebrating this. I think we're really like, because this episode was hard. I, th- I feel like we're going to have a couple of hard episodes this season. Mm. So we're going to celebrate the fan fiction that you, uh, Space Cadets, sent to us. This one was sent, we mentioned last episode, it's called 24-7. And it's kind of like, it's it's got real like Fifty Shades of Grey vibes. Yeah, it's like if Fifty Shades of Grey was the length of War and Peace. <laughs> it's got 27 chapters. It's very long. <laughs> and so I read just chapter one because I want I to take pieces of this when we need it. I want this to kind of be like a, a palate cleanse. This is one of the snacks that we store in our, our this is snack our, storage area. This is our sexual amuse-bouche. Mmm. <laughs> you know. Amuse them bushes. You gotta amuse that bush. Uh, I wanna. So I wanna go through. No, you went through and found a fuck a fuck section. Um, I actually didn't pick a fuck section. No, you say you're gonna pick a pick a fuck section. No, I didn't because the the section that I picked, I wanted to start with something that I felt really reflected our interests. Okay, well, do you want me to start because I I only read the first chapter. Okay. And so I kind of want to go through some of the highlights. So if you don't read this, I do want to go through the highlights. The first thing that struck me about this chapter is half of it is dictionary definitions. <laughs> so you have the setting. Mulder is in this room. There's a voice talking to him. You don't know whose voice it is, but there's like a double pane window. So he knows someone's watching him. And the voice is like tells him the definition of masochism okay uh psychoanalysis uh mm-hmm. and it's just a real weird vibe really to start okay, off interesting. to start off this fuck chapter um <laughs> do they fuck in the first chapter they do not fuck in the first chapter 
So okay, okay, okay. I want just to say that <laughs> I want to go through a little bit of a little bit of uh uh I'm gonna read this section that talks about why Mulder is getting into this whole situation. Okay. So what is what's po- is posited is Mulder is going to sign off on being this mystery man slave. Oh. And he doesn't know who he's signing off to. We do, though. And so the mystery man is trying to say, well, do you, do you really want this? So he's delving into the history of Mulder with BDSM. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh... Mulder sat up, his whole body shaking. He felt known. He felt as if this man knew and understood him, and it scared him. It reminded him of dot, dot, dot. You know he's thinking Skinner, but they don't want to say Skinner, but it's Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he tells the history of his first uh, kind of experience. Phoebe, he whispered, an old girlfriend. I met her when she when I was 18. She used to tie me up and dot, dot, dot. They love these dot, dot, dots. And she was cruel to me. I found it dot, 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 arousing. <laughs> Good. Continue, the voice ordered. She did some great head fucks. She'd flirt with other guys to make me jealous. Sometimes she liked to watch me fight them physically. <laughs> One night, she went off with the other guy, spent the night with them, slept with them. Mulder clenched his fist. The message went home loud and clear. I had to be the best, the strongest to keep her. She was the prize, the top, and I was nothing. I existed to serve her. And the voice replies, do you find that arousing? (laughs) Mulder sighed. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I hated it, though. I couldn't handle the insecurity. Men, am I right? That was my comment, not the... Anyway. Mm, mm. We broke up. I had some regular girlfriends for a while, and then I started working in D.C. I, dot, 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 couldn't forget Phoebe. So I found the BDSM scene. I only played with women at first. And then one day, the woman I was with gave me to this guy and made me suck his dick. It was supposed to be the ultimate humiliation, but I found myself enjoying it. Men, Allison, are harder, stronger. (laughs) The domination is so much more total. I needed to give... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, ride the wave, Allison. I need to give myself up to that. I'm a strong person. I need to be owned by someone stronger, Mulder whispered. After that, I sought out men. I've never viewed myself as homosexual, but I like being dominated by men. (laughs) (laughs) The voice says uh, he wants to sign. He has to have Mulder to sign this whole thing. And he says, "Um, you know what I mean, Mr. Mulder. You've been on the scene for several years. The voice chided softly. I don't want to have you... As a twice a week fuck. That wouldn't interest me. It wouldn't do you any good either. I, if you sincerely wish to play with me, it would be a more dot 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 permanent arrangement. 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. That might interfere with my job, Mulder murmured, wishing that his cock wasn't rock hard inside his pants. Oh, boy. I'm just going to end there because that was my favorite line. Okay. Well, that is very good. Uh, oh. So that's a little Mulder uh, history for y'all. Mm. So what was what was your scene? I took a different tactic. Okay. I, uh, I picked a chapter that I like the name of. Okay. So uh, I went to chapter 20, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Where they play Dungeons and Dragons? Uh- uh, I had hoped, but no, it was uh, different sorts of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, great. Uh-huh. I actually have two little snippets that I want to read. But the first one, um, Mulder has sort of woken up in this new place. Um, yeah. And uh, so this is just sort of his own impressions of himself upon waking. Uh, I will mention that the room he's in is entirely lined in mirrored tiles. Ooh. That's some bold decorating choices. It reads, it was impossible to avoid seeing his naked body from all angles as he peed. Oh. And. Oh. <laughs> Allison, I kind of just want to stop there. Like, I think that's no, no. it. You can't. You can't. Okay. 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 And there was something curiously arousing about watching himself holding his own cock. <laughs> he finished. And was unsurprised to find himself half-hard. Oh. <laughs> Somehow, he had the feeling his cock was going to be spending the next couple of weeks in an almost permanent state of arousal. And equally, he knew he was only going to be allowed to come with his master's permission. <laughs> that delicious thought made his cock harden even more. And it looked absurd, jutting out from his body and reflected back at him all around the bathroom. Wow. If he looked... <laughs> If he looked straight ahead, he could see his butt reflected in the tiles on the walls behind him. His white, unlined butt, smooth (gasps) after many spankless days. Ah! Too many. (laughs) Allison! Ah! It's very good. So that's part of it. And then the other part I wanted to read was actually uh, an exchange between him and Skinner. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's very short. No, I need it. I need it. I need it. (laughs) Okay. Warm and cold. That felt so good, Skinner said, grabbing one of his slave's nipple rings and twisting. Oh, oh, no! Mulder grabbed onto his master's shoulders in order to stay upright. My slippery seal, Skinner Ah! grinned. (laughs) His fingers sliding against his slave's oiled body. Although you're a little on the large side to be a seal, more like a whale, he grinned at Mulder's expression of outrage. And you know, I think it's time for this whale to be harpooned. (laughs) He grabbed Mulder's head and pulled it close and then whispered one word in his ear. Honda. Mulder glanced towards the shore, but the little cat was lying under Skinner's sun lounger, fast asleep. Then realization sank in. Here? Now? He squawked. Skinner frowned. The day you can accept this particular command without question is the day I'll really know that you're my slave down to the core of your being, he said. Now bend over, boy! (laughs) I've been patient enough, and now I want to use this hot butt! Oh, that's it. I love it. I am so 
I love that there was, in this fanfiction fuck corner, there was no penetration, but I loved every minute of it. (laughs) I feel like we are um, teasing our audience. Yeah, we are. Like, guys, we'll get there. We'll get there. You never fuck in the first chapter. You never fuck in the first visit to the fanfiction fuck corner, despite the name. We will rim you. Oh, we're going to edge you pretty hard. <laughs> Allison, if Space Cadets want to send us um, a, a new fan fiction for a fan fiction fuck corner, where should they send that? Oh, you can send that to doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out D-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, you can also uh, get at us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Double X Files, although the email is the best way to send, best place to send us links. Yeah. Because uh, my mom may look at the Facebook page. Yeah, I don't. And, and see your nasty leavings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Facebook is dead. That's dead. They, they, yeah. they fucked up. Twitter, though? Come at us. Yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's, I mean, it's a, it's a garbage dog shit place, but. We're there. So dump your garbage over there. Yeah, just right in our mouths. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, and another uh, great way to get at us, uh, which we would appreciate, is if you left us a review on your podcast app of choice. Yeah. And remember, if you did get horny and you did finish, um, you owe us five stars. It's getting. It's going to get even more troublesome now to avoid giving us that five star review That's with this uh this new corner. This new corner that we have, I love it. It's real comfy here. Mm-hmm. I never want to leave. Okay, uh, that's it. Yeah. No predictions. Oh no, your turn to predict, right? Yep. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Okay. Uh, first of all, for the predictions, I didn't get any points because I predicted no. this would be like sci-fi computer gone wrong. Did not happen. Uh, so you're at one and a half, and I'm at a half point, I believe. No, I think you're at one, and I'm at one and a half. Oh, sure. Let's do that for. Okay. Uh. Allison, season seven, episode eight, The Amazing Malini. Oh, Lord, it's going to be a magician. (laughs) It's going to be a magician. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so it's a magician that can do amazing things, and nobody knows how he can do it, but it's really, he uses, like, real magic. The prestige. (laughs) Yes, the prestige. Well, the prestige was science. (laughs) <laughs> are you saying we're gonna get prestiged i hope we get if we get prestiged in this episode i would be extremely happy that would be really good now okay i kind of don't want to give you the magician part because like that's a gimme well okay so give me half a point for real magic half a point for real magic so someone thinks someone is doing real magic yeah okay. and half a point for we get prestiged <laughs> now can we define what is a prestige Please, the verb. Um, it, there's a big twist at the end, and we're both pooked. Okay, we both get pooked at the end. Okay, okay, I like it, I like it, I like it. <laughs> Allison, I'm ready to go grab some pillows and just have a nap in the fanfiction fuck corner. 
Yeah, make sure you wipe it down first, I, though. Well, I don't want to slide right off, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. Oh, it kind of smells in here, bud. Yeah, we gotta, we could do something about that. <laughs> it's got an odor. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.